Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> well, I'm always ready. You are always ready. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. Until until you drop things. <laughs> Welcome to Crime Shots. I'm Bree. Now I'm Nikki. <laughs> so today, Bree, I am gonna tell you about Kimberly Flint. <gasps> Cute. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a name. <laughs> okay, so on September 26, 2018. Oh, this is recent. Well, it's, yeah, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Flint is 57 years old, and her and her husband of 39 years, James, are at their home in Laneville, Texas. Laneville is about an hour southeast of Tyler. Uh, and the population is about 3,000. So it's pretty small. Kimberly's a homemaker and enjoys gardening and going to church. And her husband works. So this this morning on September 26th, it was like any other. James left for work about 5.30 a.m. And about 3 p.m. that day, Kimberly calls her husband, James... And asks him to bring dinner home after work, which was yes. totally normal. <laughs> it was totally normal. She uh, doesn't like to, she's a homebody. She doesn't like to get out of the house. She likes to spend time at home. Um, it's my people. You know how it is. The husband's out already. So you call him and it's like, just bring dinner home. <laughs> so yeah, I it to was. Yeah, husband all the time. So it was completely normal. She called and said, bring dinner home. He said, sure. This was at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then about 4.30 p.m., James gets another phone call. This time, it's from the Russ County Sheriff's Office. Uh-oh. They tell James that they have found his wife Kimberly's 2016 green Jeep Grand Cherokee wrecked and abandoned on Highway 85. So, okay, Ten- so the authorities contact... Her husband and say that they found her car? Yes, and there's no sign of Kimberly. (gasps) Like, had the car been wrecked? So the car was wrecked and abandoned on Highway 85, (gasps) which is, you know, 10 or 15 miles from their home. Mm -hmm. James is confused, obviously, because he's like, "Mm, she knew I was coming home with dinner. She asked me to bring dinner. Like, what? You went out there and she's she's not there? And they're like, you know, a passerby called and said that there was a car wrecked and that somebody should get out there. They get out there and the car is wrecked, but the driver is gone, missing. They, they, they don't know where she's at. So James goes home to see if she's at the house for some reason. Some Maybe somebody stole her car and took off with it, wrecked it, and took off. Mm-hmm. You know, so he goes home and Kimberly is not there. He, he looks around and, and doesn't find her. Oh, no. So, they have two sons, but one of the sons is Corbett. He calls Corbett. Corbett drives trucks out of town. Seems to me like an 18-wheeler. So, okay. He drives. And so, he was actually, he's been gone for two months at this point um, and was coming home that day to take some time off from work. James, Kimberly's husband, James, calls their son Corbett. And says, you know, they can't find your mom. 
we, we, we got to find your mom. Mm-hmm. So he picks Corbett up and they go to the sheriff's office. They talk to the sheriff and then they file a missing persons because obviously her car has been wrecked. She's nowhere to be found. She's not at home. They know something's wrong. Have so, they, I mean, I'm sure obviously they've probably checked with like her friends and other family members and stuff, right? Right. But still, this is just not okay. They know something's wrong. Right, right. That She doesn't like to drive. She actually hates to drive. So she very rarely drives anywhere unless she just has to. So it was really, it's just they knew something was wrong because she yeah, called. Yeah, I mean, and, she called and she asked him to bring home dinner. And then she, right. the vehicle's gone. She's missing. The vehicle's wrecked. That is crazy. Yes. He and, so James, the husband, and Corbett, the son, go to the sheriff's office, file missing persons. Corbett is a retired Marine military police officer. <gasps> so Ooh, a Marine. A <laughs> so Marine. He, <laughs> so he goes back to his parents' house to look around. Mm-hmm. So Corbett, they leave the sheriff's office. Corbett goes back to his parents' house. And James, Kimberly's husband, goes to the scene of the crash. Mm-hmm. Once Corbett gets to his parents' house, he's looking around and he's trying to figure out, like, okay, like, where did mom go? What What's going on? He said that he found his mother's purse mm-hmm. and phone at the house. Oh, I was just going to ask you where the phone was. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't see anything else out of the ordinary. Nothing like there's a struggle or anything like, no, like there's that. There's no sign of a break-in or anything. Right, right. But he does see her purse with you know everything in it, and Which her would phone. Would indicate that she actually didn't willingly leave. Right, like and she that's wasn't what, on her way somewhere. Right, and that's what they think. And that's he crazy. he even said that the phone was sitting with the charger wrapped around it. <gasps> Like, like if you take your phone off the charger and you, you're fixing to leave and you're going to take it somewhere right. and you wrap your charger around your phone and then you set it down and forget it. Absolutely. Phone, purse, everything is there. What he... So, so Corbett is like, okay, she's not here. I don't see anything weird or anything. So he leaves and goes to meet his father, James, at the site of the wreck. He get that. So Corbett gets there about 6 p.m., and when he gets there, he sees his father, James, but there's no cops. There's nothing. Nobody else is there. I mean, they've Did, gone to the sheriff's office. They filed a missing person. And nobody... Surely, though, the sheriff's office did did their portion of the investigation whenever they found the vehicle and contacted her husband. Right? I mean, they called... That's what you would think. Right. They called James the husband at 4.30 p.m. Corbett gets to the crash site at 6 p.m. And they're, they're so gone. And I, the vehicle's still there or the vehicle's gone? The vehicle is still there. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> if they contact the husband and they say, hey, we found your ve- a vehicle registered in your name, basically, and it's been wrecked, th- surely they would have towed it. Why would they just leave it there? Well, automatically, the police are going to be like, mm, she left you, or she Right, but, is not that's, but that's what I'm saying. Even if, the, even if it was, like, a crash site and they actually found someone there, they would have the car towed. Mm-hmm. They, they called James to go get the car. Okay, I mean, like, okay, so he's going to investigate 
before he <laughs> I got that's so, totally what I would do too absolutely so I'm professional James goes over there he you know he needs to see the car for himself and so when Corbett gets there and he sees nobody else is there he calls the police and says what are y'all doing y'all need to come down here like we're looking for my mom right we, we follow the missing person two deputies arrive at the scene and the four of them Corbett his dad James and two deputies search the area until 1 a.m. looking for Kimberly mm -hmm. and they do not find her they don't find anything now in the car they do find Kimberly's glasses in the floorboard of the passenger seat so she doesn't have her purse she doesn't have her phone and now she doesn't have her glasses but they're in different locations. Yeah. No. So her, her purse and her phone are at home. Her glasses are in the floorboard of the passenger seat of her of passenger floorboard of her vehicle. Now they went over the car just kind of glancing and kind of, you know, looking through everything. They don't see any body bodily fluids. They don't see any blood. They don't see. So how, like when, when we say that the vehicle is wrecked. How okay. badly is the vehicle wrecked? The vehicle... So she's going over a bridge. And the vehicle hits the concrete barrier okay. on the side of the bridge. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of skids down that cement barrier all the way down. Okay, so not like a, a frontal crash. It's more of a... Yes. So the airbags did not go off. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I was wondering so because it, right. if, if it, it was like a, if it was like a frontal crash and the airbags went off, no matter who was driving, there would be some evidence of right. probably blood because it's gonna like bust somebody's face up. Right. So the car hits the cement barrier. It you know goes down along you know scraping the side of the cement barrier of the car to the end of the bridge, and mm -hmm. then one of the tires. I believe it's the passenger front tire folds underneath itself. Mm -hmm. So it hits something at the end of that bridge where it makes the tire fold up under the car. Mm -hmm. So it's not drivable at that point. Right. You can't just drive it away. It would make sense if she doesn't have her car. I mean, I'm sorry. It makes sense if she doesn't have her phone. She gets out. I mean, whether she has her phone or not, I mean, what's she going to do? I guess if you wreck and you can't go anywhere, you're going to sit in your car and call somebody to come get you. But if she doesn't but have she her didn't phone. have her phone. But now it makes more sense as to why they didn't, the authorities didn't immediately have it towed. Because if it was not, like, if it's just undrivable, they give mm -hmm. the family an opportunity. So that way they don't have to pay to pay for the tow. Pay to have it towed. Right. Now, obviously, her husband and her son are like, what? Like, what? They, they don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she, they knew she didn't like to drive. Right, right. They knew James was coming home with dinner. Corbett, her son, was coming in after being gone for two months. Like, what is going on? So and we know. They found her purse and her phone. Right. They find her purse, her phone at home, glasses in the car. That's crazy. Uh, knew he was bringing dinner home, knew Corbett was coming home. She didn't like to drive. So what they do, they search for her till 1 a.m. that night. And, and it didn't happen too long after she talked to her husband, right? Cause, right. Okay. 
she, yeah, she talked to her husband. So she called him about 3 p.m. Yeah. And then the Russ County Sheriff's Office calls James at 4.30. That's crazy. And says, there's been a wreck. It's your vehicle registered to you and there's no driver. Suspicious. And so the next day, they went out and searched the area looking for her. They have over, obviously this was two years ago, so over this time, they've had search dogs, horses, foot searches, several of these searches, river searches. They've done everything. And she is nowhere to be found. And they are beside themselves, obviously. Yeah. And she just, I mean, and, you know, James, her husband, said whenever he she called him and asked to bring dinner home, she sounded fine. She was mm-hmm. normal. She sounded It just fine. doesn't match with, you know, your standard yeah. theory of a person, they left you and they're, they've moved on. Right. Like, what's and, the purpose of the car? And, right. Yeah, it's all so strange. So, a couple other pieces of information. There were two sets of car keys to Kimberly's Jeep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both sets of car keys were found in the car. Stop it. Mm-hmm. For what? Mm-hmm. So, what some people have... Some, so, a couple theorist. Of her, a couple of her friends uh-huh. think... Because they don't know, right? So, they're trying to think of all these different scenarios where something could have happened like what could how could this have ended this way Mm -hmm. so one of her friends or a couple of her friends have said they think somebody came to the house took her said where are your car keys you know and she points Mm -hmm. and they're both hanging on the wall and they don't know which one so they just grab them both Mm. i mean that makes sense did you know because i didn't know this did you know the cars have a black box. What? You know how airplanes, they they crash, and then, you know, all you hear on news reports is like, oh, let, we're going to get the black box and see what the black box says. Yeah. To see what happened. Yeah. Cars have a black box. All cars? I didn't, I didn't know this, but it, so we call it a black box. What it's actually called is an EDR, mm-hmm. which is an event data recorder. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of it just like it is in the airplanes, is to record what happens to the vehicle or airplane moments before it crashes Mm -hmm. so that they can prevent it from happening in the future. So that's the point of the EDR. talk about that. I know. EDR, Event Data Recorder. So Mm -hmm. cars have them. In 2015, all car manufacturers were required to equip these EDR devices Mm -hmm. so if you have a 2015 or newer vehicle you should have an edr in your car so in when they retrieve this black box or edr from kimberly's vehicle Mm -hmm. what they find out is that she was going about 83 miles per hour she made a hard 45 degree turn to the right in turn which made her hit the cement barrier or someone or someone made a hard turn but, but here here's the kicker the black box also says there was no passenger in the vehicle like can it 
So it can detect that. And the reason I the reason I say that is because well, it can also yeah, I, it can it can mine can detect when a seatbelt needs to be used in the passenger. Exactly. Seat. Yeah. I, in your car, you have somebody sitting in your passenger seat and you take off and you're driving and then it dings at you. Mhm. And then, because they know, it's the weight of the seat, they know that somebody's sitting in the passenger seat. Right. So, apparently, this black box says there was nobody in the passenger seat. So, one of two things. Either she was alone in the car and driving, or maybe she was in the back seat. Yeah, or in the trunk. Or in the trunk. Oh, that's awful. But I'm as just saying. Possible. I know. So, it also says that after the impact... After the car hits the cement barrier, her foot, let's not say her, <laughs> after the impact, the foot comes off the accelerator. Obviously, right? You hit something, you take your foot off the right. accelerator. But then, almost immediately, hits the accelerator again. As if confused or purposefully. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, dear. And the car, you know, it. like I said, it was going on this bridge, it hit the cement barrier and it goes down and it's about 300 yards that it uphill that it takes for it from the moment it hits the barrier to when it stops so there's lots of questions i mean yeah going 83 i I have a lot i have a lot of questions i find it hard to believe that somebody's going 83 miles per hour when they don't like to drive in the first place yeah i mean usually people like that drive like grandmas and so they don't know. They don't know if she wrecked. I mean, some people are saying, you know, she wrecked. She hurt herself and she was confused and didn't know where she was. But if she was hurt that bad, I would think there would be some kind of blood or something in the vehicle. Or even if maybe she just banged her head and just got confused where there was no blood or anything like that, she would still turn up. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, at this point, it's been two years. You know, they've done so many searches out there in the area for mm-hmm. her. And it's like, you know, they would have found something. And they still Even haven't found her. her. They haven't found her. And <gasps> the very least, you would think they'd find, you know, bone. I mean, you know, remains. Right. You would, but there's literally nothing. that The cops have said that they have had sightings of her Supposedly. in other places. But they have have concluded that that was not her okay so they follow up on those leads and it comes back that it's not her so they don't have anything they have nothing one thing is a passerby that day said they saw the wrecked vehicle and they saw a white dodge truck next to it (gasps) but they didn't see who it was or anything like that what they did say they do remember is a symbol on the back glass of the truck mm-hmm. which was a looked like a four-leaf clover oh which, like a shamrock like a shamrock and as you know here in texas we know all about 4-h yes <gasps> yeah we do 4-H. It, tell it, to the folks in the back that don't know what 4-H is, tell us a little bit about it. You serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have international listeners. They, they may not be familiar with 4-H. 4-H 
is the largest youth development program in Texas. The 4H stands for, it's 4Hs, stands for Head, Heart, Hands, and Health. Mm-hmm. And it provides it provides youth with hands-on experience to enhance learning. Most people probably know it as livestock. They they show cows or they don't just show livestock, do they, Nikki? No, they don't. <laughs> they it goes. There's lots of different things involved in 4-H, and there's cooking. There's uh, <laughs> so there's quick different. question, Nikki. Quick question: Um, mm-hmm. were you involved in 4-H? I'm going to plead the fifth. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> so, like I said, so the 4-H, they, they see a clover symbol on the back mm-hmm. of this white dooley that has seen near her car. Okay, so um, it's not a Dodge dooley, it's just, it's a white dooley truck. Did I say Dodge? I'm sorry. It's okay. That is my fault. <laughs> they don't say, they don't specify Dodge they just say, <laughs> I'm just used to saying Dodge. Me Dodge. too. I'll, yeah, I would totally do the same. And even <laughs> you saying a dually truck, that's the that's the only image I get in my head is a Dodge. And how do we explain duallys to people who don't know what a dually is? It just a has, dually, it's got the four tires in the back. It's a wider. Yeah, it's got a wide frame in the back with truck. extra tires on each side. Yeah, and I don't know how else to explain that, but that's that's, that's the best you can. <laughs> so it's a white dually, and uh, it had a clover sticker on the back window. That doesn't mean anything. It could have absolutely nothing to do with Kimberly's disappearance. The police just want to talk to whoever that was mm-hmm. to see what they saw, what they were stopped there for, whatever the case may be. Does um, um does anybody ever mention what the husband drives, or is that not mentioned? It's not mentioned, okay. but it is not a white dually. Okay, okay. So the, the so the white dually is ruled out as being a member of the family. Yes. Okay. So they have offered a reward. The one that I saw, which this was a year ago, was five thousand, <gasps> and I'm sure that that's gone up, but. Mm-hmm. If you know any information or you know maybe the person with the white dooley needs to talk to the sheriff on the case. And you're going to need to call the Rust County Sheriff's Office. Rust County Sheriff's Okay. Rusk. Okay, gotcha. R-U-S-K. Gotcha. And speak to Jeff Price. Mm. And their number is 903-657-657. Three five eight one. Mm, look at you with the phone numbers. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Okay, so <laughs> just kidding. Uh, if you're not from Texas, uh, you're not gonna know what that's from. <laughs> so anyway, this is just baffling people, especially in East Texas, because it's like, where did Kimberly go? What happened to Kimberly? Yeah, that. I mean, I have. A thousand questions. Mm-hmm. And you won't get the answers. Well, I mean, they don't have them, right? They don't have... They don't know anything. They don't have, no, they don't know anything. She just... It's, I mean, she talked to her husband uh, and said, you know, bring food home at 3. And then her car was found wrecked and abandoned at 4.30. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not going to have, like their taxes listed online for you to view (laughs) if they were like a well-known 
rich family, mm-hmm. then you know maybe that that's motive it wasn't for like somebody that. to rob them. But it wasn't like that, and nothing mm-hmm. that I read led to that. Mm-hmm. And they have no reason to believe that at all. I they mean, have no reason to believe that that has anything to do with it. Yeah. And her friends. Um, have done interviews and they've said she was the sweetest person she can't think of anybody that would want to harm her so that's why they're thinking either somebody came to the house got her got in the car and took off do you think so like are they saying are they thinking that it's somebody that she knew or just a random person no i mean they're thinking just a random person came to the house and got her got her crazy how that can happen to people like you hear so many times about, oh, this happened to this person, and it, it turns out to be somebody that they knew or somebody that they were close with. Mm-hmm. But the, these cases where something happened or didn't happen, and it was among people that n- nobody even knew who they were, that's what's mm-hmm. so crazy to me. Yeah. Because they would have had know. to go to her home. Mm-hmm. For just for no reason. How would they know if she's there? How would, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. There's absolutely no. Or maybe they thought the house was empty and they wanted to break in, but there's no sign of a break in. So yeah. did they? I mean, knock on the door. I I don't know. I mean, it's just. And then there's you know other people that are saying, well, maybe you know she's 57 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe something wasn't right with her that mm-hmm. day for some reason mm-hmm. not that i mean they, there's no way to know that but yeah. have they said anything about like if she was on any type of medication or anything not that i'm a doctor like i would be able to pop off some stuff if you called off a medication okay. name so <laughs> i so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i was gonna leave this out simply because i didn't want this to take away from her being missing and and not knowing where she is mm-hmm. but she has a history of depression oh. and she did take medication mm-hmm. she was having a hard time mm-hmm. but her family and friends strongly believe that has nothing to do with her disappearance mm-hmm. is it possible that she was depressed and she took off mm-hmm. is it possible yeah anything's possible but for her to be gone for two years and nobody has seen her and nobody has heard from her mm-hmm. i i mean i don't know leave that to what you think but but yeah i mean that that is there is a history there yeah i don't I would have to familiarize myself with, like, the history of people with depression. I don't mm-hmm. really know a lot of information about it. So I don't well, know, and, like, what that would consist of, I guess. And her friend said that of all the times for her to go off somewhere by herself, this would be the worst time because her son that she loves and was close to was coming home after being gone for two months Mm -hmm. you know and she was excited about that and so but we all know i mean we know depression is something that can affect you and just make you be not the person that you're supposed to be well and i think it affects people differently doesn't it yeah i mean it does handle it in a different way than others some people you know or maybe 
maybe they're medicated correctly. Mm. Maybe so. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But yeah, she. It's been two years now, and I would think that if she had taken off on her own, right? And even if she meant to, even if she meant to take off on her own, when she wrecked, what did she do? Did she hitch a ride? And that person. Yeah, but that's had- what I'm saying, though. Like, she would have turned up s- somewhere. Right. That's. I mean, that's my thought, but we don't know, right? We yeah. weren't there. Maybe don't, she we don't ended know. up in the same place with Brandon Lawson. <gasps> Brandon Lawson. Maybe they're all together. Mm, that's that case. I still. I still. This one is Kimber- the same way. It's like Kimberly Flint is bad. But well, I mean, if she had disappeared Brandon from Lawson. her home, then, like, just from her from her home, right? And the vehicle played no factor into it. Automatically, I would think, okay, somebody took her. She's gone, right? Right. But the fact that her vehicle left her home, mm-hmm. but not her person phone, and crashed, and it's just kind of left there. Right. With the keys in it. With the key. Both sets of keys in the car. Yeah. That's no what makes it so strange. Nope. It's like she just vanished off the face of the planet. Yes. No purse, no phone, no glasses. Yeah. And she's living with, you know, like, other vanished people on, like, an island of vanished people with, I, <laughs> like, a vanished drink <laughs> with an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. nice to think that, though. <laughs> that they're just... On in some a good place. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, that is crazy. Just gone. Just gone. Just gone. So, yeah. There it is. Wow. Scary. I mean, you hear about, like, people just going missing and stuff like that, and then you don't ever think that's in my state. That's right mm-hmm. here. It's literally... In our state. It's just right here. Just vanished. And I think those are the ones, to me are the most intriguing just because it's like what happens to these people exactly that they just disappear Mm -hmm. suspicious Mm -hmm. i don't know i have a lot of questions i have a lot of questions about her we will keep track of it and see if there's any updates yeah good case thanks for doing that one Mm -hmm. very interesting all right here we go on to the next